What is up, fellow parentals? How are you doing today? How are we doing today? It's another Wednesday, and I got an interesting question for you. Have you ever thought that playing Dungeons and Dragons could make you a better dad or mom or parent? Well, I'm going to share with you why playing D&D 5e, which is my preferred edition at the moment, is a great foundation for being a better parent. I've been a fan of D&D for as long as I can remember. I started off my D&D literacy journey playing Baldur's Gate, which was a PC game back in the day, Baldur's Gate 1. Baldur's Gate 2, Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out in the near future, and I tell you, I am super excited to see what Larian does with it. But anyways, played a few games on occasion, I really got hard into Critical Role, really enjoyed the animation that came from it, and then landed in the group that I run with now, and we've been playing for years. We used to play in person, then converted to digital when COVID hit, and haven't looked back since. It's it's just been great. Though we do do an annual board game getaway, which is also nice change of pace. Anyhow, this love of mine. It's why I'll be discussing three reasons why playing D&D 5e can help you become a better parent. But first, <laughs> let me explain a bit about the game for the uninitiated, because a lot of people used to think that D&D was the game of the devil. I mean, there's devils in it, but there's also demons, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a game of the mind. That's what it is. Dungeons and Dragons, or D&D. It's a tabletop role-playing game. That's how it originated, and it was published in 1974. It's a game of imagination and storytelling, where players take on the role of characters in a fantasy world or setting. Now, typically people will think Lord of the Rings, but you can put it in any setting. You can do it current day. You can do it uh, high fantasy. You can do cyberpunk, right? One player, which is the dungeon master or the DM or games master GM, creates the world and guides that story. They can do it from their mind. They can do it from a uh, published module, or they can create a world of their own or, or shared world with the players, while the other players create their own characters and make decisions that determine the outcome of the story. Okay, so that's the basis of it. In D&D, players use dice to determine the success or failure of their character's actions. They also have a set of skills and abilities that can help them overcome challenges and defeat said enemies. And as they progress through the story, they may encounter non-player characters or NPCs, such as uh, shopkeepers, kings, dragons even, and they can interact with and potentially influence these characters. This will be important for later on in the episode. D&D itself is a massively, highly customizable game. Uh, there's a vast array of rules, uh, settings, and options for players to choose from. Now, if you've never played D&D, you might think in your head, the characters are human. That's not the case either. You can be a goblin. You can be an orc. You can be a shape changer. It's all over the place. And the game can be played in a single session, usually over the course of a couple hours, or over a longer campaign that can last months or even years. I myself um, am running a campaign right now, which has lasted months Prior to that, uh, we ran a campaign which was, I believe, two years long. Now, the game itself 
you can play it with friends or family. Great way to bond and share creative experience together. You can also play with people online. There are I believe it's actually called Group Finder. So if you're interested, highly encourage you to find a group. And overall, D&D is a game that allows players to explore their imaginations, develop their problem solving and communication skills, and just have a lot of fun in the process. So this all brings me to my first point, which is improved communication skills. Communication and collaboration are crucial components of playing Dungeons & Dragons, since the game is entirely driven by players' decisions, so it's essential that they communicate effectively with one another to ensure that everyone is on the same page. And that communication can take forms such as uh, discussing strategy for approaching a topic, sharing ideas, and resolving conflicts. Players must listen to one another's suggestions and offer their own input to help guide the group towards their common goal. Hand in hand with communication, collaboration. So it's also essential because players often have different skills and abilities that can complement one another. An example would be a fighter that might have a high armor class and be super skilled in combat, while a rogue might have high dexterity and be really, really good at sneaking and picking locks and pockets. Strength and dexterity are, are stats towards the characters, right? By working together, the players can use their strengths to overcome challenges and obstacles that they might not be able to overcome on their own. Additionally, since D&D often involves complex puzzles and strategic planning, players must collaborate to come up with solutions that require a diverse set of skills and perspectives. Overall, the collaborative nature of D&D encourages players to communicate effectively and work together towards a common goal, making it a great way to develop teamwork and communication skills. Now, I'm sure you can imagine just how much that can impact any relationship. The ability to convey what's in your heart and mind rather than hitting a wall and getting frustrated with yourself, and then in turn, whoever you're interacting with. And kids are always watching their parents. So the more you focus on approving yourself, you're effectively showing your kids how to behave instead of telling them how to behave. And that is a fantastic way to learn. And something I touched on for just a moment was puzzles. So that neatly ties into my second point, which is developing our problem-solving skills. Honestly, actually, the whole game is a puzzle. <laughs> it really gets your noodle scratching because there is never one way to solve a situation, whether it's combat or a dialogue or a physical, metaphysical, literal puzzle. And if you look behind the DM screen, there's probably one solution, maybe two solutions if you're lucky, for any given situation written down in a module. That's if the DM is using a module. So you have to understand that since it's a game that unfolds live in front of you collaboratively, there are oftentimes unexpected situations. And when I DM, which is about every month, if a player throws a solid solution at me, hell, if it's entertaining enough, I'll either let them carry it out or let the dice decide their fate. But, but at the end of the day, using your noggin is the point, right? It's not just communicating, it's also taking a moment to figure out what you want to communicate and what your options are. It's also true to life. If the world puts two options in front of you, make sure you remember those are the ones that you can see now, not what is actually possible. So I'll give you an example. You get a job offer at an interview. First thoughts are yes or no for most people. But because of my wife, I've learned that you can bend reality and just alter the offer and throw the ball back in their court. 
For me, this is a perfect example, but clearly it tells you that I didn't grow up in a business setting because that's just common sense for some people. If you take that negotiation further and you have a back and forth and back and forth, then you have to understand not only your point of view and what you want out of the deal, but you have to understand their perspective, what they need, what they're looking for, and be able to compromise as well. So you're problem solving, you're figuring out how to communicate, and you're also figuring out what they need. And that brings me to my third and final point, which is empathy, EQ, or emotional intelligence. So if you don't know, emotional intelligence, and I got a funny story about this, but maybe I'll save that for another day. Emotional intelligence refers to the ability to recognize and understand one's own emotions as well as the emotions of others. And it also involves the ability to manage your own emotions effectively and use them to guide decision-making and behavior. D&D can be a great way to develop emotional intelligence skills. And that reason is because it often involves complex social situations and interactions, emotional decision-making, and management of different emotions. I'll give you an example. But before I give that example, I just want to laugh and take a moment. I just want to pose the question... Have you ever, everybody, I'm surely everybody has, has encountered this, meeting somebody or knowing somebody who says that they have a high IQ but are completely oblivious, they have no idea whatsoever what EQ is, and they think that they're in tune, but they are so far off the mark, they, they've hit a completely different target, and they think that it's a bullseye. The world is a funny place. Anywho, all right, so in a D&D campaign... The players, this is the example, the players are tasked with saving a village from a dangerous monster. Mm, perfect. All right. Great hook. And as they journey towards the village, they come across a group of travelers who are being attacked by bandits. The players can choose to help the travelers or to continue on their mission to save the village. I'll ask you what you would do in this situation, but this decision involves a number of EQ skills, right? Including empathy, emotional regulation, and decision-making, because if the players choose to help the travelers, they must use their empathy skills to understand the emotional state of the travelers and the bandits, while also taking into account that stopping may have consequences in the future, because they're trying to save a village, but they're stopping to help travelers with bandits. They must also regulate their own emotions, such as fear, anger, or compassion, to make the best decision for everyone involved. Again, it's not just what's going on in this vicinity right here, but also the impact of the larger story. Finally, they must use their decision-making skills to weigh the risks and benefits of their actions and determine, again, the best course of action to take. It's a bit of a gray area here, but life is gray. And do you go for the immediate good? Do you go for the overall good? Sometimes hindsight is twenty twenty. You don't know the answers in the moment. You have to take this all into account. It can be stressful if you actually put yourself in the shoes of your characters and believe, suspense of disbelief, you have to believe the situation at hand and everything that that plays into. Through that scenario, the players can develop their emotional skills in a number of ways. They can learn to recognize and manage their own emotions effectively, while also showing empathy and understanding towards others. Because depending on how they approach the bandits, how they approach the travelers, 
you might be able to solve it peacefully. You might get into an altercation if you say the wrong thing or the right thing. They can also develop their decision-making skills by weighing the potential outcomes, as mentioned, of different choices and considering the emotions and needs of others. Overall, I think D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, provides a safe, unique, and engaging way to develop pretty much all these skills and more, which can be applied both inside and outside the game. In my case, I think... 100% D&D will definitely help me be the best father that I can be. And as mentioned, it helps with improving communication skills, developing problem-solving skills, and building empathy and emotional intelligence. So whether you're a seasoned player or new to the game, I'll ask you to consider how playing D&D can help you be a better parent and strengthen your relationship with your family and your kids. Much love, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for being a part of this community and following us wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to leave some of your insights, you can find us on Instagram currently at Help I'm a Dad Podcast, or click the link in the description to leave a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Your message might even be featured on a future episode of our show. We appreciate your support and can't wait to hear from you. Much love.